in the month of November, we began a very important teaching series. Sometimes, when I look at the way some people react to the truth, I can understand when the Bible says things like, God is not mocked. Some people pay attention to everything else. They pay attention to everything else but what they need. I want to beg you in the name of Jesus. See, I want to kneel down and beg you. <laughs> you eh? I want to kneel down and beg every one of you hearing me. In the name of Jesus. Pay attention to what we are doing here. Don't say in the next 10 years, God did not help you. Pay attention. Are you hearing me? By extension, don't miss immersion camp. Because let me tell you something. People think, some people think it's all about us, the pastors. There is a gross mental attitude that people can have. Eh? And God, God will say, these people, I'm tired. I've studied the Bible. I've seen it a lot of times. I want to beg you. The Bible says, in the last days, perilous times shall abound. A lot of strange teachers and teachings will rise up. And that is why we need to fight hard at this time for people to hear the truth of the gospel and the truth that will save their lives. In Jesus' name. So the theme of today's teaching is what? Twist and turns part two. If you missed part one, Thursday's teaching, go back, take a, an earpiece, put your headphone, and listen to that thing. I know this pastor has been sounding tough, has been sounding harsh, but let me tell you, I found out that if you don't do that as a pastor, God may hold you accountable. Are you hearing me? The blood of the people that you led astray will be upon your head. So, like I was saying, in the month of November, we'll be looking at a special topic, somewhat controversial topic, or perhaps dicey topic, destiny unfolding. And we spent the first part of this teaching trying to differentiate between purpose Assignment and destiny for the believer in Christ. We said that purpose is that one thing for which you are created and at which you must succeed. Otherwise, nothing else you succeed at will count. Let me go over that again. We said purpose is that one thing for which you were created and at which you must succeed. 
Otherwise, nothing else you succeed at would count. And we narrowed it down to say that purpose is to know Christ and to make Christ known. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? See, today, eh? let today be the last time you go to church without book and Bible. <laughs> Pastor is tough today, right? I have to be. Jesus said, raise disciples. Raise disciples. If you know the things contending with your destiny, <laughs> oh my God. Painfully, the devil did a lot of work today. And we had issue with generator, issue with light, issue with sound, issue with this one. Even coming to church, the devil was timing me on the road, but he missed me. And somebody be driving to hit me, and I'm honing for you, and you are still coming. That means they sent you. <laughs> well, he has failed. Hallelujah. He said, Raise disciples. If you know how intricate the things of the spirit and your life is about, oh, if you know. The Bible talks about Paul that a band of men almost 40 of them came together and said we will not eat we will not drink until Paul dies. So it's either do we die or Paul will die. Don't you know there are people like that that have made up their mind about your life? <laughs> I, I'm going to see bear with me today service may be a little longer but bear with me I want to open the scriptures and show you some things so we said purpose is that one thing for which you are created and at which you must succeed otherwise nothing else you succeed that will count and we said purpose is for everybody our purpose is not unique. Every one of us has the same purpose. To know Christ and to make him known. Amen? Amen. Then we said the difference is coming our assignments. Most people call assignment purpose and that's where they are confused. Assignment is that organized and dutiful work which you do that makes you relevant to your world and relevant to this purpose of knowing Christ and making Christ known. Hallelujah. Let me go over that again. Assignment is that organized and dutiful work which you do or which you must do that makes you relevant to your world and to this purpose of knowing Christ and making Christ known. And we spent last week understanding the assignment. How do you find your assignment? How do you find your life tax? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we spent last week on the assignment. Then we said destiny. Is the eventual outcome or destination of a man's journey. Let me go over that again. We said destiny is the eventual outcome. Am I too fast? Is there any part I said I should repeat again? Just what part? Purpose or assignment? Assignment. 
Assignment is that organized and useful work you do that makes you relevant to your world and to this purpose of knowing Christ and making Christ known. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Destiny is the eventual outcome or destination of a man's journey. So, purpose is to know Christ, to make Christ known. Assignment is that work you do, that thing you are engaged in that makes you relevant to your world and to this purpose of knowing Christ and making Christ known. Are you with me? And with that assignment, it's so important because as spiritual as our purpose is, as important as knowing Christ and making Christ known, as important as the spread of the gospel is, there are some other things that if are not put in place, it will affect this purpose. For instance, as important as preaching the gospel is, men must make money. They must have clothes. They must eat. Are you with me? There are other things in life that must be put in place so that the gospel can be effectively preached. Good example is Adam. God created Adam because he wanted to have man in his image and after his likeness. But this man that must be in God's image and God's likeness and will have fellowship with God, as spiritual as that purpose is, Adam was given an assignment to tend the garden. Are you with me? So, for Adam to live a, a, a beautiful life that will encourage him or enable him to know God and make God known, God must give him a garden to take care of. Praise the Lord. So our assignments are different. For some of us, we are going to be pastors. For some of us, God will make you engineers. For some of you, you'll be musicians. For some of you, you'll be businessmen. Are you with me? So I, I, I did an extensive work on finding your place, your assignment last week. And the missing key in assignment that has been taught all over the years is many times people think that God is not involved in finding your assignment. He is. In fact, God is involved in every part of your life. Because actually, that work you do is for his purpose. The only reason God gave us all the beautiful things he gave us, the only reason for the crude oil, for the metals, for the mineral resources, is for man to build a life that will enable him well-equipped to preach the gospel. You may not believe it, but we have thought about it. Let's move on because of what we have to cover today. But we said destiny, which is the core of our subject, is the eventual outcome of your life. So, God can plan that you will do from 1 to 1,000. But if you stop at 300, that is where your destiny came to. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? I'm not hearing any response from this side. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? If you stop at 200 and God planned 10,000 for you, that is where destiny came to. From the word destination, that is where you stopped. Are you following me? So that means we have to pay attention. There are just some things we must pay attention to. If you must fulfill all of God's plan, there are some things you must pay attention to. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. So, this week, on Thursday, I started something else. Twist and turns. And what do we really mean by twist and turns? Twist and turns refer to the salient matters in our journey 
to the fulfillment of destiny. Have you ever seen a scripture like this? Job chapter 8 verse 7. Have you seen that verse? Put it on the screen. I want us to see something. Job 8 verse 7. Job 8 verse 7. Job 8 verse 7. Job 8 verse 7. What does it read? 1, 2, 3, go. It says, Though thy beginning was small, yet thy later end, did it say thy later end must greatly increase? <laughs> Read it again. It says, Though thy beginning was small, your latter end, is, did it say must greatly increase? What did it say? <laughs> Read it again. Read it again. Though thy beginning was small, yes, thy later end should. That is what it should be. It's not what must be. Meaning, the plan is it should be. But if you don't do something about it, it may not be. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Though thy beginning was small, thy later end should. Should, should, should. That is what it's supposed to be. But if you don't put some things in order, it may not be. There are some people that end up, when you look at their lives, you're like, how, how come? How come? How, what happened? And can I shock you? It can be you. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? If you, don't, if you don't listen to some things, if you don't put some things in place, it can be you. Pastor, that does not sound like faith. See. <laughs> Pay attention. Are you hearing me? So, the reason I call it twist and turns is because sometimes it's not just straightforward. Life many times is not straightforward. It's not a straight jacket way. There are some times in life where you have to make some bends, make some curves, make some decisions. There are some times you should be slow. There are some times you should be fast. Are you with me? How would you know when you're supposed to be slow? How would you know when you're supposed to be fast? How would you know some steps to take? Sometimes it's not my connection. Sometimes it's my connection. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? Sometimes it's not by networking. Sometimes it's by networking. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23. Jeremiah was lamenting. He said, I know Jeremiah 10 verse 23, I know it's not in a man that liveth to order his steps. I know it's not in a man that liveth to order his steps. He says, oh Lord, I know. Everybody read this verse 1, 2, 3, go. This destiny teaching, deep in my heart, I'm actually shedding tears. Because sometimes, I wish, I wish I can get some of you. Some of you, eh? If God's plan for your life will be manifested, you may have to shut down everything you are doing now. Just shut down for one week. Shut down. No go anywhere. Sit down and ask yourself, what have I been doing? Are you hearing me? Sit down with the word of God, prayer, fasting, and my teachings. <laughs> I'm not even trying to brag. Let some recalibration happen. 
some people, God is trying to get their attention. You are on the wrong path. You are, see, you are moving fast on the wrong path. Stop! You know, we read something on Thursday. The Bible says, wisdom cried in the streets. It says, oh, simple ones, how long will you love simplicity? How long will you love simplicity? Sometimes, some people say, I'm a simple guy. I'm just a simple girl. It is your simplicity that may have been your problem. Have you not heard people say things like this life, no balance? So, the, the idea of this teaching is to show you some unpopular things that if you don't pay attention to, can make or mar your destiny. Can make or mar that eventual point you ought to get to. The first one we talked about is the power of choices. Say after me, the power of choices. <laughs> Say after me, the power of choices. The second one, we said a sincere desire for truth. And the third one we talked about is a holy reverence for God. When we talk about the power of choices, you see, you will have to determine. You will have to make up your mind and say, I, I must be what God has said I will be. Oh. I must be what God has said I will be. Some of you are not talking. I must be what God has said I will be. See, there is a resilience that comes with this thing. Akaya. On your journey, there will be a thousand and one obstacles, potholes, pitfalls, challenges to stop you. But you must decide before you meet it. Oh, you must decide. Oh, you think because God has said it or because God has planned for it, it will come to pass. It's not always so. God told Israel, I have given you the land of Canaan. Go and contend with Sihon and Heshbon in battle and collect the land. They have given you the land, but you must contend and collect it. You must, I told you on Thursday, your destination is not sure if determination is not involved. Oh, see, see, it's a decision you must make. When I read about this guy, Peter Drucker, my head wanted to scatter. <laughs> you think you have faced challenges. They gave birth to him. They burned him, forgot him, and left. He grew up like that in the ghetto. Saw the whole place upside down and said, I will not be like this. And he decided, this thing, I will not be like this. He couldn't go to school. Do you know how he learned how to speak English? He took a dictionary and began to read the dictionary. Taught himself how to pronounce from the dictionary. What do you make of that? Took a book, took dictionary, and taught himself how to talk from dictionary, reading the dictionary like that. He said, you will go to places people are talking and you keep quiet and be listening. See, we have no excuse. <laughs> are you know what I'm saying? After 25, he had not gone to school, but he had learned how to talk. He said, I will train my... Leave. You will choose. I wish I could talk more, but you will choose. So after me, I choose. Oh, they say Nigeria is hard. Things are hard. That's why I became an robber. It's a lie. You chose to be an robber. The whole world is upside down. This world is not balanced. That's why I'm just dealing with people anyhow. I'm killing people. It's a lie. You chose. Somebody else was in a most difficult case, but chose differently. 
Are you what I'm saying? Then that's why I decided you chose. You chose. Leonardo da Vinci said, Life has a way of making a path for a man that knows where he's going to. I came to speak to your solo. See, the, at the end of this teaching, eh, the, the plan was that after this whole destiny series, fire should be burning inside of you. Are you hearing me? Ah, pastor, we have done this business, we have failed. See, pastor, I am th- I'm giving up on life. Everything is failing. Well, have you done it up to 100 times? <laughs> How many times have you done it and you are giving up? Choose. Tell your neighbor, choose. We have raised a generation that little thing. In fact, all women has come. All women are witches. I'm not marrying. I'm not loving again. Small thing. How many will broke your heart? One. Just one. All men has come. One person did you bad and everybody is evil. We have raised a generation that is too weak. They reject you somewhere. You are too weak inside. Tell your neighbor, have tough skin. Tell your neighbor, have tough skin. Some of you are too emotional for destiny. Too emotional. They, see the way they talked to me. <laughs> see the way. See the way he answered me. <laughs> You're too emotional. You're too emotional for greatness. Are you hearing me? I came to put some softwares inside you <laughs> to install some things. Choose. Tell your neighbor. Choose. Number two. A sincere desire for truth. We talk about that a lot on Thursday. What is your attitude to truth? When they tell you that you are wrong, how do you respond? How do you respond to correction? And the third one we talked about, a holy reverence for God. And that's where I'll kick off from today. A holy reverence for God. You must have a hallowed place in your heart for the Lord. So strong. So strong. The reason why I did not mention it first and I said, the power of choice is because you must even decide to choose God. <laughs> that you will have a place for God, you must choose it. Right? Look at David speaking in Psalm 16 from verse 5. He said, the Lord is the portion of my inheritance. Ah, that's the place to shout glory. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Here I have a goodly heritage. Say amen. amen. Everybody say after me, the lines are falling onto me. In pleasant places. Yeah, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord. I'm not hearing you from this side. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. Who has given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the ninth seasons. Now everybody, verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me. I have said the Lord always before me. Therefore I shall not be moved. Therefore I shall not be moved. Because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. These are things you should meditate on and 
sink deep into your spirit. I have set the Lord always before me. Who is God to you? You see, some people think this spirituality thing, we are just wasting our time. Working with God pays, not just in this world, but in the world to come. In Psalm 73, you will see David praying. He says, who do I have in heaven but thee? Who do I desire on, on earth beside thee? Listen, if your heart is not in love with Christ now, you are wrong. Go. There is error. There should be days in your life where you just sit down and you just shed tears. Lord, I love you. You are everything to me. God should look at you and know that, ah, we have somebody. It's important because can I tell you something? Oh my God. Can I say this? I've said it before so I can say it again. Not everybody's important to God. Newsflash. Right? <laughs> everybody's valuable to God. But not everybody's important to God. We all have the same value before God. What's our value? The life of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus. The life of God. Right? But importance talks about relevance. So for instance, um, what will I use now? I've said it here before. So let me use this one. Imagine my shoe is 50,000. My shoe is not 50,000. Please. If I tell you the price, you will laugh. So, it's far less, far less than that. But imagine my shoe is 50,000 and my phone is 50,000. Do they have the same value? Right? They have the same value, right? 50K, 50K. But if I have a job interview to attend and that morning I called the HRO, the HRO said I will text you the address. Which one is more important? Phone or shoe? The shoe may even be more costly. And you may be using a touch light phone. If anything happens, that touch light phone miss. <laughs> you know your village people, they worked hard that morning. That phone may be 5K and your phone 50K. But where they texted the address to, maybe you stopped at the, with, on a taxi, just about... Coming up, alighting from the taxi, the phone now fell into the taxi and they drove off. <laughs> you will now know that your phone is more important than your shoe. Even though your shoe has more value. That's how it is. God looks at all of us and he values all of us the same way. But there, there is a way you will position yourself. Eh? And God says, this one loves me like this. We have plans. Are you with me? These things are so important. Praise the Lord. South me holy reverence for God. This is something you must guard jealously. You must not lose it. Because you can lose it actually. When God begins to bless you, as you begin to rise in life, there are many people, they remembered when they were growing up, how they just loved God. Sometimes, actually, it's not even, many of them are not even very deep spiritually. They just had this heart for God. Are you with me? This heart for God. And God began to bless them. But as money increased, 
as greatness increased, the heart began to shift. A good example is the life of Solomon. Open to First Kings chapter 3 from verse 4. Or let's read from verse 3, please. First Kings 3 from verse 3. First Kings 3 verse 3. The Bible says, and Solomon loved. Everybody read 1, 2, 3, go. Read this thing again. One, two, three, go. Can I advise you? See, no matter what is happening in your life, no matter the challenge going on, no matter the things going upside down, make sure that that place of God in your heart is intact. Are you hearing me? That no matter what happens, you will come and kneel down and say, You are all that matters. You are all that matters. It's important. It's your insurance. Are you hearing me? <laughs> and Solomon loved the Lord. Walking in the status of David's father. When you read the book of Kings, eh, you will see that every single time God was making reference to the kings, he will say, and this one walked after the status of the Lord in the steps of David, their, their father. Read throughout the book of Kings, the book of Chronicles. And this one did not walk after the Lord. He did not walk after the steps of David. There was even times when God spared people because of David. That means, what did David have? He said, I have found the man David after my own heart. He shall do all my pleasure. I was reading the book of Kings last night. Just enjoying myself. Not really as it were reading for the service. And at the point I just said, God missed David. And I will show you why. Let's read on. So, and Solomon loved the Lord. Walking in the status of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. Verse 4. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. There is a way you will love God. You know, like I've always said, where love is abundant, sacrifice is easy. There are many of you who are very committed in new breed, and people have looked at you and said, what's wrong with you? How can you be staying long in church, coming back late? To them, they think you are stressed. But... We are just having fun. We love him. People, the other day I was sharing tracts at Garrison, and the lady looked at the tract and said, you're the pastor. It's you. Ah, uh, pastor's not, are not supposed to be coming out now. I'm like, me? It's for me not to come out. Know that he's serious. I love Jesus. I cannot forget 2005, 2006, during the holidays, on my own, nobody will force me. I will go to church. Tell the evangelism units, give me 1,000 tracts. Maybe that was my own 1,000 bond offering. <laughs> Put it inside a briefcase. Wake up in the morning, dressed with shirts, talking like this, and start evangelizing. I will start by 8, 9, till 5 in the evening. <laughs> well, 
burnt offering Solomon offered Gibeon. Verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and said, Ask what I shall give unto thee. See, eh? There is a way your heart will be positioned towards God. The thing people are chasing after will start chasing you. What's the people are shouting? Open, open, Lord, open. God will look at you and say, You need this thing. Let's bring it to him. I've seen many things like that happen so much in my life. I can't even start telling all the stories. Even before some of the ones you see or have seen. If you read on in the book of Kings, God began to bless Solomon. Oh, Solomon became so great. In fact, from that chapter 3, hmm, read on to chapter 10, it was just about the greatness of Solomon. In chapter 4, verse 29, everybody read 1 Kings 4, verse 29. The Bible says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart. That's what I want you to see there. Even as the sand that is on the seashore. Kai. See, there is one thing to have wisdom and not have largeness of heart. Oh my God. Oh my God. Have you seen people? They are very wise. But when you look at their life, the thing inside does not commodulate to what is outside. You know why? They can be wise in the head but small in the heart. This thing is God that gives it. When God expands a man inside, that's how God makes people great. He will look at you and expand your heart. So, the things people will say is impossible, is impossible. Ah, how can you think that kind of thing? That's what you'll be thinking about. Things people will not even think about to even try to do, but you'll be, ah, we can do this thing now. Eh, we can build it. Eh, your heart is large. Say after me, my heart is large. It's called largeness of heart. Money that people cannot even imagine. That, after a while, it's big. It will be passing through your hand on a daily basis. You know why? See, no matter how much money you are given, if you are small in your heart, it will finish. It is capacity before content. If your heart, if what your spirit man can contain is hundred thousand, if they give you ten billion, it will reduce to hundred thousand. <laughs> it's spiritual reality. What I just said. If they give me big money, I haven't all seen people. It's only when the money has finished, they know what they should have done with the money. Yes, <laughs> you are not, you are not with, are you denying me? Let me face this side. It is only when the money has finished, they will remember. Ah, I should have invested. Mm. A certain man came to see me some time ago. He said, Pastor David, I'm not surprised though. So you know I'm not surprised? I know that there is nothing you need that you will not get. Say, because I've marked people like you. Say, when a man, when God has made a man a visionary like the way he has made you, the resources come to them naturally. It's true. It's true. <laughs> there is a way God can make your heart large. Father, today, enlarge somebody's heart. Enlarge somebody's heart. Enlarge somebody's heart. In the name of Jesus. 
Praise the Lord. So protect your heart. That place of God, that consecration to God, that love, protect it. Don't let a, a passion for pleasure. Let me say this things again. Don't let the love of pleasure, the love of fame, and the love of this world distract you. Did you hear what I just said? Oh, some of you enjoy long truth, enjoyment. That's the problem. Soft life is the goal. You want to be like the world people. You want to play with de- dirty things. Dirty December. <laughs> they are clubbing. You want to go and be clubbing. And the Holy Ghost instead of you is telling you, my child, you are not of them. Ah, you want to go to where guys, senior men are drinking hot drink. Take hot start. Wait, wait, wait. This year we, we did this, we did this, we bought that property. You want to join them? God is saying, My child. He said, They will call me small boy now. I can, I can ask the senior men be drinking hot drink. I take a Martina. <laughs> you did well at all. <laughs> God is looking at you. You want to feel a monk. Let me tell you. Don't mind the world though. When they want to follow an occult group, eh, if they tell those people not to drink or drink, they will not drink. World Cup is going on right now, right? In Qatar, they put a signboard at the airport. They said, if you are not dressed like this, go back to where you are coming from. Nobody said, nobody said, eh, why wouldn't you let us dress the way we dress? In Qatar, they said, if you don't dress like this, <laughs> All the women, they are carrying hijab. Everybody going for World Cup is hijab. No matter how much you want to show your laps, it is hijab you wear. If you don't, they will, they will just throw you out of that place. The world, eh, they respect their own laws. Yes. Don't be deceived. All the people in evil fraternities, if they tell them, that from today, you don't smoke anymore. They will not smoke. Um, they, will, they will not try it. Some people, eh? Some people are too careless. They cannot even be a witch. <laughs> even if they wanted to serve the devil, they will not qualify. <laughs> because, nya, 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 nya. Anyway, belly face, now they go. Ah, soft life is the goal. We want to just flex. I want to just relax and be taken care of you. You sit down and be watching pornography, watching nonsense, watching things that you, you are done. When you finish like this, you need the Holy Ghost jig and hypo to scrub your inside. Every time you are praying in tongues, you see the thing appear again. You say, Pastor, I'm struggling. <laughs> Let me tell you, when we do those things, the Spirit of God cries. I'm telling you, He cries. Pastor, what if, Pastor, what if I'm struggling? I know. There is a difference between you are struggling and you want to flex. Some people, they are not struggling. They are flexing. And for anyone who is struggling, even listening online, the Lord is helping you out. Anything that has held you down, the Lord is bringing you out. In the name of Jesus. This was Solomon's predicament. 
And God saw that Solomon was about to go astray. He came in chapter 9. Go to chapter 9. First Kings chapter 9 from verse 1 to 3. I know my gospel is hard today, but please receive it with meekness. And it came to pass when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all Solomon's desire which he was pleased to do. Verse 2. Verse 2. That the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he appeared unto him in Gibeon. See, there are things you do that God says, ah, we can take this one seriously. Do you know how, have you ever been in the case where somebody, girls can relate to this thing? Try! A guy began to show you attention so much that you felt like, ah, this guy, this guy, it's like he likes me. Green light, like, ah, he's calling you every day, he's sending you money, he wants to take you out, ah, ah, bam! Then you're like, okay, let me take him serious. Then you now open up. And after two weeks of you being serious, you're not disguised. He just ghosts. Call, he's not picking. Text, he's not messaging. You'll be asking, at the point you are not confused, like, I don't understand the two reactions. At one point, he was, he was like, if he does not see me, he will die. And just now, who can relate? Okay, guys, can, less guys, you can relate, but <laughs> guys are not talking because now then they do, now then they ghost people. <laughs> we just give somebody green light like this. Joy! Happiness has finished again. She has already thought about the wedding day. <laughs> thought about the gown, everything. Then you just ghost. <laughs> oh, God. That was what was happening here. God, God has been watching Solomon. I'm like, hmm. Mm, there's green light here. Kai. Solomon did not just offer the bond offering. Solomon now built the temple. Hey. And the Lord appeared to him the second time and said, Solo, come. Let's, let's go deeper in this thing. Kapoya. Let's go. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication. That thou hast made before me, and I have hallowed this house, which thou hast built, to put my name there forever. Kai. And my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. You can imagine, for God to talk like this, something don't touch him. Are you following me? But you know, God is, God is, is deep. He, he says, and if thou walk before me as David thy father. So, he said, I've seen that you are, you are serious. You've shown me that. You are ready for deeper waters. But let me give you a warning. If you will walk before me. As David thy father walked in integrity of heart. And in uprightness to do according to all I have commanded thee. And will keep my status and my judgments. Read on. Read on. Verse 5. Then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever. As I promised to David thy father, saying that there shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. Hey. Verse 6. But if ye shall turn at all from following me, ye or your children, I will not, and will not keep my commandments and my status which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them. Read on, read on. Oh God. Oh God.
Ridon. And they shall say, Why hath the Lord done thus unto this land and to this house? First, and they shall answer, Because they forsook the Lord their God. Who brought, oh my God. Hey! Read on. Do you know where God went to? God said, they forgot the Lord that God which brought them out of Egypt. He, see, let me tell you something. God knows your beginning. He knows your humble beginning. You think God does not see you. He sees you. He's watching you. Let me tell you something. God looks at people. He said, this one, I can hear his cry. But if I give him this thing, don't say, God, give me. Trust me. He, see, it's easy to say, oh. It's easy to say, but God is looking at you. Small blessing like this. Small, small increase. Pastor, I'm busy. Pastor, we have a package to catch. You see, we have some business meetings, you know. We, we, we cannot just attend to the appointment right now. You know, Pastor, and God, that thing you are celebrating that is distracting you is just step one. Are you hearing me? I know how God makes people great. I can, I've seen it before. <laughs> oh, I've seen it too. God can do like this. <laughs> Tomorrow, we can all be sitting here, like sitting down. We are sitting, everybody looks normal. God can blow breeze over you. Tomorrow, <laughs> the day they gave me this Jeep, eh? let me know even. Me that you edit it later. In my account was 10 era. That day, I was standing here. I, I was faithfully preaching the word of God. <laughs> if, you, if you told me that morning, that by evening, I'll be driving a Lexus Jeep, I'll tell you it's a lie. I'll, be like, I'll, I'll say amen. Are you hearing me? I'll just say amen. Oh, Father, we thank you. Hey, God. And by evening, I got a call. Pastor David, come to Lashonan Heights. I want to see you. And they give me Jeep. Ah! It, I was surprised, but not surprised because I've seen God do things. Oh, I've seen God do things. If you, are, if you are in step with the Lord, don't be afraid. Ah. I had a friend. I'm praying for him. Young man. Five men following the Lord. One day he came for prayer and fasting. In prayer and fasting, he saw something. He's not somebody who will call spiritual. He saw, he just saw a picture. And the summary of the picture is, go here, go here, go here. He followed it. Two years later. In fact, from that day, I thought it was, it was an idea God gave him. Meet this person, tell the person about this idea. Meet this other person, tell the person to follow up this person. Before one week, my guy was in millions. Before one year, his company has started. Two companies started. Three years. He was telling me, I said, guy, what is happening? He said, is this thing I saw in prayer and fasting? No. How can somebody that read computer science, God showed him something that has nothing, completely nothing to do with computer science in heaven and in earth. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, fear God. 
But you see Solomon, God had carried Solomon to this point. But see what happened, chapter 11. As if God knew, chapter 11, verse 1. If you read chapter 10, chapter 10 is talking about the glory of Solomon, the wealth, all the talents of gold, the talents of... But chapter 11 starts with a sad story, the beginning of the end. Everybody read First Kings 11 from verse 1. Chai, chai. Kaburu gobo seke peleba. Is kilebi. Read on. Chai. Solomon clave unto these in love. Read on. Hey. Yeah. Are you seeing? He said, when Solomon was old. So we are talking about this journey. It came to pass. God increase me. Make me this. Make me this. What will you become when he makes you? Verse 6, it says, And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and went not fully after the Lord as did David his father. Oh God. Then did Solomon build in high place for Chemosh as a god. The abomination of Moab in the hill that is before Jerusalem. And for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. Verse 9, and the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him. Twice. You see the thing I was talking about green light. <laughs> so after God was moved and God came out, it's like after everything. The same way you feel disappointed. Eh? I've heard I've heard love stories that, that me and God had broken. Some some guys, I don't just know, I don't just get. Especially the guys, how can you be dating a lady? If you want to break up, break up now. You are dating a girl. The girl now sees marriage poster of you and somebody else. She sees it online. Then she calls you, you have blocked her. I don't understand. I don't understand. Maybe God is using this to speak. Somebody will watch this thing and that thing he wants to do, you repent. <laughs> People are laughing. Which had appeared unto him twice. I can't go through the whole story. But if you read on, eh, the kingdom scattered. The kingdom is scattered. God told him, because of what you have done, 
I will rend this kingdom into pieces and your servant shall take over. And I will leave only one tribe. So what happened is, if you read the story, the, the 12 tribes of Israel now scattered. One was lost entirely. Ten was given to somebody who was born in his house as a servant, Jeroboam. Jeroboam was born of one of his servant's wives. Jeroboam was a very hard-working young man who they appointed over some cities. And Rehoboam was the spoiled child of Solomon. Are you hearing? Rehoboam rose and became king in place of his father Solomon. Oh my God. If you read the story, you, you will just cry. They asked Rehoboam, they said, Rehoboam, your father in the, door, in the latter days of his life began to turn us into slaves. He made living very difficult for us. Will you make it lighter? Rehoboam said, give me three days. Let me go and ask the elders. Rehoboam went and asked the elders. The elders said, oh Rehoboam, if you speak to these people gently, they will serve you forever. If you take care of them, they will honor you as their king forever. He said, okay. Rehoboam now abandoned them. He said, you people, old men, get out. He went and met his young friends. The young friends said, uh-uh. Emilio, come Your own time have come. You've, tell them that your father made them slaves with wives. Tell them you will make them slaves with scorpions. That's what the Bible says. So he went and told them, I will make you slaves with scorpions. And the Bible now wrote, he did not know that he was doing this because Solomon had sinned against God. That means, even the decisions he was taking, there was an influence on him not to act right any longer. Ah! Okay. Oh my God. That's why I say, I wish we have time. There are many of you, eh? There are some steps you want to take. God is you. Oh my God. Some of your parents have done things that is influencing your choices to make some wrong, dramatic, evil steps. But you don't know. Rehoboam did not even know that he was under influence. So, when I say some people, they need to shut down and fast and pray. There was a particular lady I was advising. I said, God told me to tell you that if you don't do this thing, whatever becomes of you, take it from there. <laughs> she was saying, Pastor, I said, see, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a popular, I'm a man of God, though. I don't do like this. I'm, I said, God told me to warn you. Some of you, when God wants to now separate you from your influence, he will now bring you to a different company. He will bring you to people who be kapuriata, <laughs> etaya. The kingdom scattered. Rehoboam now took over the kingdom. He did not know what was coming. Jehoram heard that Rehoboam was in charge and ran to Egypt. Rehoboam now said, I will kill him. I will kill him. The people that he was trying to be king over, they rebelled against Rehoboam and pushed him out. He had to eventually run away. Only one tribe, because the Lord promised, I will give you one tribe. Only Judah eventually now went to Rehoboam and said, for the sake of David, we will stay on that day. The remaining ten went to, be their own, they went to live their own life. They now later heard of Jeroboam, was in, that Jeroboam was in Egypt. They are the ones that sent Jehoboam. 
They wrote a letter to him and said, come back and be our king. Do you know why? Because God said, I will pick your servants. How did God pick him? When Jeroboam was crying and saying, look at how the kingdom scattered. Oh God, God of David. See, look at how everything has scattered. On his way, a prophet met him and said, the Lord has chosen thee. Oh my God. He said, you were you a servant in Solomon's house, but God has chosen thee. And has appointed you to take over the remaining ten tribes. And so shall it be. Rehoboam heard and said, I will chase him and kill him. God told him, don't chase him. He has been chosen by a prophecy. It's all in the Bible. Say after me, chosen by prophecy. <laughs> Solomon died a peaceful death too. But as he died, Wahala started. Because of his error. Almost out of time. And this is just point one out of six points. Anyway, we can stop. We'll stop. In Jesus' name. If you are really interested, you can send me a letter like you wrote to, to Jerobram. I said, Pastor, I have a special class. We'll come. If you are interested, we'll have that class. If you're not interested, we'll move on. Hallelujah. Number two, association. Actually, this is number four because we start at number three on Thursday, right? So all I just explained is continuation from number three. Number four, association. The Bible says, he that walketh to the wise shall be wise. Proverbs 13 verse 20. But the companion of fools shall be destroyed. Your company determines what accompanies you. Your association must influence your destination. Let me tell you something. If you have friends who are consistently and undoubtedly defiant to God, their influence will affect you. Two examples in the Bible. The first example we see is Joseph. Joseph was in favor with God even though things were not favorable around him. His brethren had sold him to slavery and Genesis 39 from verse 2 he was in the house of Potiphar. Let's open Genesis 39 from verse 2. Are you blessed this morning? Are you blessed? Genesis 39 from verse 2. The Bible says, And the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Read verse 4. Okay, verse 5, I mean. Oh my God. He says, and it came to pass that the, from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Are you seeing how Joseph as an association began to bless the company? Business people here, once you begin to employ people, don't employ any other people. 
Oh my kapuruko fieri atapa. You must be full of the spirit. When you want to employ somebody, pray in tongues. He may have everything. If your spirit man reject him, reject him. Because he may come with a different cloud. God bless the house of the Egyptian for Joseph's sake. So the Egyptian, see, I noticed this guy. No. There's a cloud over him. So after me, there's a cloud over me. The cloud of the blessing is over me. Wherever I go, I bring favor. Wherever I go, I bring favor. Wherever I go, I bring blessings. In the name of Jesus. You are not saying amen. amen. But let's see somebody else. I don't need to open that one. Jonah. God told Jonah, go and preach. Jonah said, no. <laughs> go and preach. He said, no, no, no. And he entered the sheep. The sheep began to have problems because of Jonah. If you study that story, Jonah chapter 1, you will laugh. Everybody was running around, finding, trying to find out what is going on. This sheep was outside. Jonah was sleeping. <laughs> oh my God. He was the problem, but he was sleeping. Wrong association. Wrong clouds. Wrong clouds. When you see somebody that is consistently deviant to the things of God, consistently rejecting the things of God, say, we are tight friends. We are, see, we, we, we don't be tight with friends. We don't take. Don't worry. <laughs> you, you may make your destiny take. It will be like this. He's con- you see that this one, if you're not going my direction, you don't deserve my association. I have many childhood friends who, cannot, who are not my friends again. Oh, because when I chose this path, they said no. I said, okay, no, me, I go my own. <laughs> association. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, with that point made clear, let me move. There's something else that's very serious. I'll talk about it later. That one is destiny companions. There are, sometimes it's not even about association. God can show, can in a in a figure or in a shadow, in a type, reveal to you that if your destiny will come out, get connected to this person. They are called destiny helpers. I know some people, when you think about destiny helpers, all they think about is money. Oh God! Whatever my destiny helpers are sleeping, give them no sleep. Don't forget, you are also somebody's destiny helper. Imagine you cannot sleep. <laughs> Where my destiny helpers are, oh God! Remember them now by fire. But this, this is a different type. The Bible says, blessed is he that enlarged God. Destiny enlarges. There are just some people that God will have you to be connected to. For instance, Abraham and Lot. As long as Lot was with Abraham, he became a big man. Genesis 13 from verse 2. The Bible says that Abraham was rich in silver and in cattle and in all these things. In verse 4, verse 5, it says, And Lot also, verse 2, And Abraham was very rich in, ca- in cattle, in silver, and in gold. 
I think verse 5, but check verse 4 first. Okay, verse 5. Praise the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abraham, had flocks and heads and tents. He became a big man because he went with Abraham. And the land was not able to bear them. This was where he was not wise. That they might dwell together, for their substance was great. So that they could not dwell together. So, you have to have the sentiment to know that, see, nothing, there are people in your life that nothing must make you. Don't begin to, are you hearing me? Don't carry your weight around them. Say, I'm great though, but I know that I am great because I'm connected to this person. For instance, I will say this one. No matter how great I will be, eh, you will never hear me compare myself to the man of God, Archbishop Samamaga. Never. No, no, no. Something happened. When they were giving me billboards to use, one of the billboard providers wanted to give me the billboard that Salem uses. He said, we can give it to you. I said, who uses it? I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. He would have given it to me. He said, Pastor, we'll give it to you. We'll tell them to move. You will tell who to move. <laughs> you will tell who? I said, no. No. No, 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 no. Are you hearing me? His wife named me. My name, David, was given to me by his wife. But some of you, small break like this, You know where I am. You, the people that fed you, you're going to be biting their finger. Small, small increase like this. Small. Small. You look at them. You don't come now. <laughs> now we now. Some boys in Mago Day. No worry. <laughs> it will shock you. God used somebody to help you. God used somebody to lift you. You discovered that many times in your life, God was using this person. Small increase, you go and fight the person. You want to join the person? We are on the same level. You better keep quiet. These are the things. Small, 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 small things. Salient things. Praise the Lord. I wish I could say more, but let's move on. We'll talk about that one later much more. Because how do you know the, what if somebody may say, what if God wants me to now move on? What if a season with this person has ended? Well, there's a way to discern it. And it's not by fight. Are you with me? So, we'll talk about that later. The last thing I'll talk about before we close. I want to talk about this one because this one is serious. Stereotypes and patterns. Stereotypes and patterns. Oh God, please. Please forgive us. We don't usually stay this long, honestly. We don't stay this long. But please, today was... The devil is afraid of camp meeting. We, we had 10 battles in one. But we won, amen? Stereotypes and patterns. Exodus chapter 1 verse 9 says, The thing that had been, it is that, it is that which shall be. 
And that which is done is that which shall be done. <laughs> and there is no new thing under the sun. When you study life, you can find out some patterns and learn from or avoid. Are you with me? And when you also study your life and the life of the people you are connected to, first of all, by blood. First of all, by blood. See, God is in your spirit, but your great-grandfather is in your bones. And it is wisdom sometimes to find out some patterns and know some things that must not happen. Are you with me? Some things that must not happen and some things that should happen. This is why we must take our work with the Spirit very serious. Are you hearing me? Because it is the Spirit that is more intelligent or very intelligent to deflect some patterns. So let me show you some things in the Bible. Let's take a case study. Abraham. Abraham. Abraham had the pattern that manifested in the life of his children. Number one, Abraham's wife was barren. Sarah was barren. Number two, I'm just going to take three of them. There are others, but just three. Sarah was barren. Sarah moved Abraham to have children by a maid. Are you following me? Number three, there was famine in the days of Abraham. And Abraham was forced to go down to Egypt. And there he had to deny his wife. And he was almost killed. Do you remember that story? And somehow, somehow, God helped him and he came out. If you look at Abraham's son, Abraham's wife, Isaac's wife, I mean, Rebekah was also barren. But Isaac did something. Open Genesis chapter 25 from verse 21. Are you blessed this morning? <laughs> I would have closed, but this one, I have to talk about this one because the Spirit of God is present on me. Now, some of you, you need to pray. It says, read verse 20, please. Before 21. Okay, verse 21, please. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. So you see, maybe Isaac would have just gone on and said, hmm. and she's buried and left it. Do you know how much God had to convince Abraham to even believe that Sarah would, give, would take him? Remember, God had to change his name. God had to call him out and say, look at the stars. Count. After all of that, in chapter 15, Abraham was saying, God, let's just leave this thing. It was when Abraham was a hundred years old, he was now fully persuaded. Do you remember? And then, the strange encounter, the angel came and Sarah conceived. But Isaac, at the beginning, when Isaac noticed it, he didn't waste time. Are you hearing me? Let me tell you something. If you notice something in your life that has been in your family, don't let it stay. That period you are noticing it, that beginning you are noticing it, take it up in prayer. Begin to fight. Don't let it stay. Are you hearing me? Don't wait for it to now be after 10 years, after 15 years. <clears throat> oh, 
Don't let it waste time. Start. Start early. Start dealing with it. Some of you, you will notice that in your family, nobody really takes school. This school thing, they just stop halfway. When you notice it, don't wait. Don't wait. Are you hearing me? And Isaac entreated. When you notice patterns, and now that I'm talking about it, some of you can already know what I'm talking about. You can look at your own families and see some things. As you are hearing it now, start now. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? It's not too late. Because that you are alive to hear me now, it means God wants to do something now. Start now. Tell your neighbor, start now. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. And the Lord was entreated of him and she conceived. Also, in Isaac's time, there was famine in the land. Let's look at Genesis 26. Genesis 26. I'm sorry for the time. Genesis 26. Everybody read Genesis 26 from verse 1. Oh, my Kapuria. Read it where? Read this thing. And there was famine in the land. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of Philistines, unto Gerah. Verse 2. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Read on. Unto thee and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father. Read on. Oh, this thing is just sweet. Read on. Pause. I didn't have time, but I would have shown you that. Abraham also went to an Abimelech. And Abimelech in Abraham's time wanted to take Abraham's wife. Isaac went to Abimelech too. Do you know that? Isaac may not even have known. He would have just thought he was just making a move. And just go now. Strangely, there was also another Abimelech. In Isaac's time. I wanted to collect Isaac's wife. But God instructed him. He said, stay. Don't go down to Egypt. Because it was almost going to replay the same pattern again. Isaac would have carried himself to the same way Abraham went to Egypt, he would have gone to Egypt. Let me tell you, have you ever heard of this in generational courses? Have you ever heard of this in generational courses before? Listen, have you heard of generational courses? In the New Testament, Christ's work has broken all the courses that would have influenced you. Are you hearing me? So, why do Christians still battle some things? Because they don't know how the spirit realm works. So, the devil knows that you are legally free, but he does not play according to the rules. How does the devil bring people under the yoke of courses again? He comes to their decision-making processes. Did you hear what I just said? He comes to their decision-making processes. He makes them replay patterns they don't even know of. So, Isaac did not even know that the way I'm going, my father went this way. Some of you, 
you may need to ask your parents, what happened at this place? When we say listen to the Spirit, when the Holy Ghost is telling you something to do, do it. Say after me, I will not end the way my parents ended. I will be a thousand times greater. A thousand times better. A thousand times more victorious. A thousand times more excellent. Glory! Patterns. Isaac did not know. He says, go not down into Egypt. Dwell in this land. Verse 12. The Bible says, and Isaac sowed in that land. And received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man was great and went forward. Oh my God, you poor are not taking that. Say after me, I was great. I go forward. I am growing and I am becoming very great. Are you seeing what is happening here? Because the Lord, by the Spirit, by the shaft of the Spirit, he was able to deflect that pattern. He was great. He went forward. He grew until he became very great. This was Isaac's story. But let's see something else. Let's go to Jacob. Some people are already smiling. Genesis 30 verse 1. Jacob, the wife he loved, was barren. Genesis 30 verse 1. Jacob had two wives, I'm sure you are aware, Rachel and Leah. And the one Jacob loved was barren. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I die. Are you with me? Verse 2. Verse 2. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel and he said, I am, in, am I in God's stead? Who hath withheld thee from the fruit of the womb? Verse 3. Verse 3. And she said, Behold my, my maid, Bila. Go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees, that I may have children by her. Where did this thing happen first? Where did this thing happen first? Abraham and Sarah. The woman Rachel did not even know. Are you following me? She didn't even know. She was just like, okay, eh, go into my maid. But the first person that did it was Sarah. He told Abraham. And that child became a thorn in Abraham's flesh. And even to Isaac. The children that will come out from this maid became a thorn to Jacob. Levi and all those some people who be, their anger began to bring causes. I, I, I told you, we can do this teaching for 10 hours. To, we will drop a lot of patterns out. That is why you must listen to the Spirit. You must listen to the Spirit. Have you not seen people, they criticize their parents. 20 years later, they are the exact thing they hated. Their parents that they hated, they became the exact replica. So when God wants to change you, what will he do? He will start giving you new instructions. He will bring you under new influences. That's why many of you are a new breed. That's why many of you go, somehow God wants to, he wants to change because if we don't do anything, it will come out. 
Praise the Lord. Say after me, I'm on a different frequency. Oh God. Say after me, I'm on a different frequency. I'm on a different frequency. I am led by the Spirit of God. I am led by the Spirit of God. I am on a different frequency. So what will you do? When you notice all those things, you say, I will stay with the Lord. I will give myself. So the temptations that are even coming to you, many of them, eh, is the same temptations that came to them. Are you hearing me? The same desires. Those, so you will tell yourself, I will stay on the narrow path. Jacob fell for this thing, you know. And his own was more than his father's own because happiness is always greater than seed. <laughs> harvest is always greater than seed. His own was more. He even had like three or four maids that he went into. His father was one. This is why there are some things you should must not do. You know why? You may be setting a precedence for your children. David started with one woman, Solomon. Times 1,000. When I was saying take destiny serious, it's serious. It's serious. It is very serious. Some of you, as you, God will give you instructions. That means number one, you must give yourself to prayer. Are we ready to pray this morning? Jump on your feet. Let's pray. Because you will soak yourself into the Lord and he will now rearrange your own story. His spirit, his power, which is at work in you already, it will make your story different. Listen, your story must be different. Are you hearing me? Begin to pray right now.